Hello, everybody, and welcome to American Entrepreneur. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we are here with Daniel Reardon, the owner and founder of PlexKey Promotional Marketing Group. How's it going? Uh, pretty good, Chris. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So let's jump into this. Uh, tell us about yourself and uh, a little bit about your business. Sure thing. Uh, my name is Daniel Reardon. I'm uh, 35 years old. Um, I started PlexKey Promotional Marketing Group about two years ago. Um, I live in Millis, Massachusetts, which is just outside of uh, Boston, Mass. Um, I started this after um, working in the industry for a few years and, and having a lot of uh, account management responsibility. Um, yeah. Cool. So, so you said you, you already worked in kind of the promotional industry beforehand? Yes, um, I worked for two different companies um, over the course of four or five years. And um, the first one, I kind of just really got my feet wet in the office environment. I'd mostly done retail um, prior to that. And I was overseeing uh, a bunch of orders for promotional products um, from, the, from the promotional products owner side. Um, I was following up on orders for companies like mine. Um, and I did that for about two years. And then I moved to another company where I was actually placing orders um, as a as a distributor. That's pretty interesting. So where did the leap come from when you decided to, you know, you're working for a company, you know, you're kind of getting experience, you're growing and you're like, I want to start my own thing. So, I mean, I've always wanted to have my own company. Um, even back when like eBay had just started, I mean, I was like 13 years old and I was reading books on, on how to start an eBay business because I just ha had that urge to do that. When I decided to do this, there were a lot of factors involved. Um, some personal, some professional. Um, I was making great money. I loved what I did. I loved the people that I worked with, but I saw the opportunity, um, well, let me put it this way. I had a need for a different schedule. Um, this was prior to COVID-19, but I, I wanted to be able to work from home because everything I did was just from a computer and a phone. So there was no reason for me to be commuting, you know, an hour and a half every day, sending my son to daycare every day when I could be doing this from my house. And that wasn't the company's policy. And uh, understandably, whatever, that's up to them. But I had a lot of things going on that I, that really necessitated me being able to work from anywhere. So that, that was really the deciding factor, honestly, is it wasn't so much that, you know, I suddenly had an audience of people asking me to buy promotional products. It was that I knew this industry. I had a need and an understanding of what I would have to do. And I figured then was, was as good a time as any. <laughs> Definitely. Now, I know because I have four children myself working and running your own business and having a child is hugely stressful on you and you know, your time and your business. So how is that uh, for you? Um, <clears throat> it's been very challenging. Um, when I, you know, I left a pretty decent salary to start this. And so as soon as I, left my job and launched this, I, I also took on the challenge of having to compensate for that income right off the bat. 
Uh, and my company, you know, out of the gate didn't, you know, give me that income. So this time last year, I was working three other jobs, literally. Um, I was, and, and I'm a co-parent, I should say. I'm not an entirely single father. My um, son's mother and I, you know, work together to raise our son, but live separately. And so I have a schedule with him and her. And I was crunching, running this business, working an overnight shift, working at a bar, and doing remote work for another company into three or four days um, to ensure that the four days a week my son's with me, I was available and, and engaged and only working remotely and, and not having to send him to daycare or commute three hours. Um, so it was very challenging for me um, and, and still is to this day. And, you know, 2020, you know, produced a whole other set of problems for me, but um, I've been doing it. It's, um, but it's certainly one of the most challenging things I've ever done um, as a whole. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. As you said, you know, you've been running your business for about two years now. <laughs> 2020 was not fun for anybody. So yeah. how was, how was adjusting to being a brand new business owner? You know, I you said you're a co-parent, single dad, rolling right into a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm thankful, you know, I, when I started, it was, it was November, the last week of October, 2018, when I started Plexki officially. So that was a year before the pandemic. So 2019 was my first full year running this business. Throughout 2019, like I just mentioned, I was working anywhere from two to three additional jobs on top of running this company and all my life responsibilities. So I was laying the groundwork and, and you know, I have a knack for promotional products and I have a strong retail and management and business development background, but honestly, I. I didn't have any experience running a business when I started this. So I'm navigating that. And then 2020 happened in January pretty much is, is when I left. I was down to one part-time job in January of 2020 out of the four I had prior. And at the end of January, the 2020, I left the bar that I was working at and just set out to focus on PlexKey 100% going into what was going to be trade show season. Um, historically, April, May, June is the busiest, one of the busiest times of year for this industry. So at the end of January, I was like, I'm doing this, you know, like I'm gonna stock up on some trade show displays and I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna start really scaling my business. And um, when the pandemic hit and I didn't have any other job to rely on, I found myself in a very difficult position. So, you know, um, that was, that was a challenge. I, I, now it's January of 2021 and I've only been working on PlexKey this entire year and I've, I've somehow survived. So. <laughs> Good. So it, we've been talking a lot about some of the bad things and stuff like that, but let's talk about what's been going well for you. I mean, as far as, 2020, 2020 is over, thankfully. 
and you know we're moving forward we're doing good things what's the bright side of, of everything you've got um i have you know even though the numbers themselves are small uh plex key tripled this year in in gross sales um over over 2019 so that's been great um but i i think the biggest thing as far as business anyway goes um this year the level of appreciation that i think people have for small business owners it has has more than tripled i think everybody has seen what the pandemic has done to families and small business owners and, and big business owners too i'm not excluding them but especially small business owners. Um, so it seems to me anyway, that the reason I can attribute my growth in PlexKey this year is, is due to the pandemic in the sense that I think people have found me and perhaps given me a chance that they may not have given me last year because I think the pandemic has kind of shaped how how much we appreciate small business. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't have any data to back that up, but I, I've made a lot of really valuable connections this year over that topic that, you know, recognition of, of each other and the effort and, and, and really supporting other small business um, any way I can and, and vice versa. So I, I would say that's the, a real positive take for me anyway on 2020. Um, but that didn't come, that doesn't come easy to say that, you know, as much as we may all appreciate each other, people are, you know, really struggling right now. And so I think, you know, it's driven creativity and, and a sense of community um, to some extent. Yeah. And one, one of the big reasons for this podcast is I've been wanting to show kind of the behind the scenes of being an entrepreneur and how it's not all this romantic view that it's kind of being put out right now. So yeah. I, I, I love the the realness of it and, you know, this of the struggle and all that, because it's very difficult. It's just that the pandemic's hitting, people losing their businesses left and right, you know, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of businesses have closed across the country and world or whatever. And like people are trying to pick up and move forward. And I think that is a better take on entrepreneurship than generally what you see from the big gurus yeah certainly um it's and again i'm not knocking you know we could have a whole separate conversation about big corporations right but and, and at the end of the day us small business owners aka consumers really drive those big companies so yeah, I can't really say anything about it because we all knowingly rely on them. And my hope is, you know, that uh, you, you kind of mentioned just a moment ago that uh, there's this kind of grandiose uh, perception of being a business owner or a small business owner or an entrepreneur, whatnot. But honestly, it's, it is very challenging. And I, I didn't take out any huge business loan. I didn't have any investors. Like I started this company with 200 bucks and, and an idea and I've been profitable because I, I understood the process. Um, that's the, 
that's the easy part, honestly. The hard part is maintaining and, and the days that you don't get sales and all the no's that you have to go through to get a yes. And and really just a level of self-doubt. You know, it's like I gave up a really good, stable salary to do this and I've been struggling and making less money than I've made in 20 years since I started this. Like, there's no fun in that. And I had to give up a lot and I'm, I'm trying to play the long game that, when I was making that salary, I was still, I, I was miserable because I was away from home 50 or 60 hours a week, you know, and, and most of my paycheck was going to childcare or, or commuting or business, you know, like attire really. And, uh, it just didn't, it didn't make sense to me that everything, what I was giving up to what I was at best ever going to get from working for anybody, you know? Um, so I'm not exactly where I want to be right now with my company, but that to me is, is, is the only real glory of running a small business is that that's the risk you take and, and that you, you're aspiring to be something more and, and it shouldn't just be the money. It should really be what it represents because if it was just money, you know, one of the worst jobs I've ever had prior to starting this business is where I made the most money. And, and I was very not, you know, comfortable in that position, but I was making more money than I'd ever made. So all of those things kind of added up for me. And I just think that it's, it's more important to do what you love. And, and for me, that's spending, I, I'd rather spend time with my family and make less money then spend 50 hours or 60 hours away from home every week, you know, and what is it all for if, if you're not, you know, kind of sharing it. Right. So. Absolutely. And you actually touched on something I was about to ask you about, cause you know, uh, I think the book from Simon Sinek is, you know, start with why. So I always like to talk about like, what's the why that really pushes you down that road? Because I said, a lot of people give up. Um, a lot of people romanticize what entrepreneurship is, but the ones who keep fighting, keep struggling, typically have a reason. Yeah. I mean, I, every single day, I mean, I, I think about, okay, should I go get another part-time job right now to kind of supplement what I'm not making right now? Um, because I'm not rolling in the dough. I'm really not, you know, but I'm, I'm doing it and I've made some serious connections and I've made some really high quality uh, deals with people that, that have helped other businesses. And so my why for me personally is I can do this from anywhere in the world. As long, even if the internet goes down, I, I could mail in invoices and purchase orders to factories if I needed to, you know, like wherever my son is, wherever my family is, I can be there and, and run this business. So I have yet to find any job offer out there that can offer me that, you know, and, and now with 20, you know, with the pandemic, it's, it's interesting because now there's all these remote jobs, right? But you surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, there's still not a lot of uh, flexibility there because now you're just kind of under more scrutiny uh, to be tied to your desk at home and, at the end of the day, I, I highly doubt there's many CEOs out there laying awake at night, worrying about 
Dan's future and Dan's son's future, right? Or your future, you know, what boss have you worked for? Even if they're a good boss, are they as stressed about your future as you are, you know? And, and I don't think they are. So I want to make my own, you know, create my own destiny here that, you know, it's worth the risk to me to get everything else I want out of running this business. Even if it takes me years to, um, catch up on the salary that I may be missing out on because I left my full-time job. Um, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. And like you said, it might take years, but eventually you'll get there. And and then the quality of life will just be so much better, (laughs) which would be better for you, better for your family, everything. Um, So let's, let's jump in one. I have a couple of questions I'd like to ask. So if, You've only been in business for a couple of years now, but even then you've racked up a ton of experience. So from now to when you first started, what would you do differently from if you started today, just knowing what you know? Yeah. Um, a few things, to be honest with you. I, I, I certainly would have spent more time on uh, creating. I, I knew what my processes and systems were going to be initially, but I, I hadn't worked out my own uh, system for measurement. Uh, so I, I would have spent more time focusing on a way to measure my progress better. And, and I don't mean just like numbers, but I mean real, you know, we could get down to the details of how many emails got opened from my last email campaign. But a lot of those things just, um, I, I'm very process oriented and I, as much work as I did on it, I feel like I could have done more. And um, so that's a big one that, that I think about every day. I'm just like, man, like I should have, I should have approached this from a different way. And um, another th- thing I probably would have done differently uh, would have been to, to perhaps look for uh, a, a starting funding um, only to the extent that I, I, my, I feel like my biggest challenge is reach, honestly, is that I, I have a good product. I have a good service. When people do find me, I, I have a very high success rate. It's just getting in front of people. And I, if I had had more funding early on, I feel like, I, well, I, I certainly know I would have created a much bigger opening splash. Um, so, you know, I feel like I didn't really do a, an official launch. It was just one day Plexkey existed and, and I didn't really do a launch and I wish I had really spent some time developing all that stuff up front and then announcing it and really rolling, rolling into this instead of just jumping into it. Um, I think that may have had set me on a different course initially, but nevertheless, you know, it's, I've done other things similar to that since then that, that have certainly had a similar effect. So That's awesome. those, are, those are two big ones. Yeah. Okay. So taking that just kind of one degree off, if you, if someone came up to you and they were looking to start their own business, they're a fledgling entrepreneur, what advice would you give them starting out? I would say, you know, just, just really do your homework and, and make sure that, 
you're going into whatever it is you're going into with the most open mind you've you've ever had um and know that you you won't be able to do it alone even if you don't hire anybody for i, I don't have any employees really um you know even if you don't hire somebody you're still gonna you're gonna rely on so many other people suddenly that you know you your head will spin when you, once you realize how many people are actually involved in running a business on some level or another um you have to learn from others and you have to kind of put your pride aside and and put yourself you know on the other side of the counter as as your consumer as your customer your whoever that may be and be willing to you know just just learn as much as you can you know so it's if you have no business experience, you didn't go to college to run a business or financial experience, you either need to learn how to do that stuff or you need to hire somebody to do it. And so if, if you're not prepared to hire somebody, then you're, you're in for a, a long road of figuring all that stuff out um, and maintaining it. So there's this weird gray area, you know, which... I've been transitioning little by little from starting a company and having to work three part-time jobs to having a company and only having to work one part-time job to having a company and just getting by on the income I'm making from it. My next phase is in that, in this gray area is going to be getting so many orders that I almost have enough money to hire somebody, but I, I have to get, to and exceed that amount of revenue before I can confidently hire somebody. So that, that, those phases are, are something that when you build a real process, when you're about to endeavor on in starting a company, you have to account for that, that, okay, how am I going to make say $200,000 in profit this year, enough to pay myself and pay an employee or two, and and how am I going to keep up with all of that work until I can hire somebody else? It's you know it's like when you're first starting out, there's a lot of work to do as far as setting up, and then once orders start coming in, okay, now I've got a job to do every day because I'm following up and actually working with clients. But while I'm running this by myself, I'm also the accountant, I'm also the vendor relations guy, I'm also the customer service guy, I'm also the web developer unless I want to hire people to do all that stuff. So depending on how you go into this business is really going to dictate, you know, what challenges you're facing. And so if you're not prepared financially, then you're, you've automatically signed up to take it all on by yourself. And, and if you are prepared financially to hire people off right off the bat, then you also have to be prepared to lead those people or, or hire somebody to do it. And, and define your role as the business owner. Um, and so that's something that I think about constantly, you know, what's, what's my ultimate role going to be here once I've scaled enough to hire a few people and, and get the system kind of running on its own, you know, what am I going to end up doing, you know? So those are all things that you, you really got to consider. That's awesome. Now it's funny you just, as we talk, it kind of rolls right into my next question. So final question, then I'll let you go. Um, what is your ultimate dream and vision of your company? What do you want it to become? 
Yeah. Um, what I'd really like it to become is, is you know, a household name for um, helping small businesses uh, reach their prospects and clients and employees effectively and and efficiently. Um, I, I want people to come to my company because they know that I can get the most, you know, stretch their dollar as far as advertising their business. And as far as, you know, what the company itself will look like, I, I would always want to be involved. I'm, I'm a very hands-on person and I, I really, my whole career, no matter what job I've had has always involved, um, interacting with people directly, either face to face or, or over the phone. And, and that's where I really do my best work. I, I love learning about companies and people, even when I was doing retail, um, you know, it's not just sales. It's, it's really getting to know the customer. And so I don't know if I'll always be a sales person in my company, but I, I'd like to have a team of people generating leads, but I still want to be involved in the, in the day to day and, and making sure that my company values are aligned with what we're doing. So become a big company without being a big company, you know, um, a lot of people, you know, would argue that if, if all of my clients are small businesses, then I'm, I'm looking at, you know, typically smaller orders and, and that right off the bat sets off a red flag for me is that exactly like, that's what's wrong with, with big corporate is that once, once these companies get so big, they forget about the little guys and like where they came from. And it's like, how, how are these small businesses supposed to grow into big companies if they're not getting the same attention and customer service, you know, as a big company, like they need the resources, they need the access, they need the support. And although the, the dollar is what's going to keep the company open, that can't be the, the only value that you bring. You know, you can't say, okay, I just sell cheap stuff because that's not necessarily going to help anybody. You really need to, for me, I, I need to be a partner to my clients so they feel confident in working with me because that's where we're going to be our most creative and our most successful. And so I, I really want my company to be known for the, the deep relationships we have with our customers. Okay. I love it. So thank you so much for being here today, Dan. Yeah. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Sorry for uh, blabbing and ranting on like that. <laughs> no, no, you're perfectly fine. Thank you for all the input. And I like it when I don't have to do as much talking. <laughs> yeah, Not a so, problem. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. I'm definitely, where can people find you and PlexKey Marketing? Um, so you can go to www.plexkey.com. That's our website. Um, we have everything you could imagine um, as far as printed promotional products. We do everything from printed uh, paper goods like business cards, brochures, menus, to custom apparel, to awards, uh, and, and so much more. And then we have social media platforms uh, across the grid, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, a couple others. Um, so yeah, you can 
you can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, all right, perfect. So I will put all those in the show notes so everyone can reach out to you if they need your help. And again, thank you for joining me. And uh, everyone else, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Awesome. Thank you, Chris.